You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 18 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Western League Bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Tom, how are you? Yeah, not doing too bad, thanks. Um, how about yourself? Well, I'm very well. Are you feeling festive? Uh, just about, I think. Yeah, trees up. You know, a few lights here and there. Uh, you know, trying to trying to get into the mood if I can. Yeah, I'd say I'm just about getting there. Well, I can beat that. Go on. I saw none other than Father Christmas ah, on the weekend. So you've beaten me. I've not seen him yet. Well, quite bizarrely, I've seen him on a number of occasions now. <laughs> um, yes, he Following was. Him. Um, <laughs> the last time I saw him was last night in Shrivenham. Okay. Um, when when he was he made an appearance at the annual singing around the Christmas tree. But earlier uh, earlier in the week uh, he was appearing at Laycock Laycock Abbey, um, mm. and um, I caught up with him there. I'd love to say I got an interview with him. For <laughs> I thought that's that where you be... were going then. <laughs> well, but I did have a little chat with him. I did have a little chat with him because he's a big fan of Western League football, and uh, he, he he's a great believer in wearing his colours. And uh, and that's when I found out that, like myself, he's a big Devizes Town fan. Wow. Um, but we, uh, his wife was there, of course, Mrs. Claus, and um, uh, she wears a lot of green, a lot of green and white. And uh, you know, we had a chat, and I thought I thought she was probably a Welton Rovers fan, but apparently it's Westbury. Okay. They don't like, you know, they they don't let it sort of bother them. Um, uh, well, you know, throughout the year, it's not it's not an unfriendly rivalry. Um, they don't bicker. Um, you know, they want both sides to do well, which, of course, is very much in keeping with the, the family ethos uh, of the Western League. But I, when I, I did ask him about his interest in football and he said that he had um, he had for a period been uh, involved in football management. But unfortunately, it wasn't as successful as uh, as you might think. Can uh, have you got any any ideas why that might be? Not off the top of my head. You're going to have to tell me. Well, it's because he keeps on getting the sack. Well, hey, but you like that? That was, I a, like that, was that. A, that was a that was a huge build-up, wasn't it, to a very small payoff? But um, the Christmas theme is one that I hope we're going to be looking forward to uh, over the, the the next edition of uh, of the podcast, because of course we are building up to our Boxing Day games, which regular listeners will know I get very excited about. We have got our two managerial interviews um, for you uh, this week. We're speaking to the manager of um, Chipping Sudbury Town, and we're also speaking to the Bishop of Lydiard. It is of course Brett Andrews and the Bishop Lydiard manager so um, we've got those coming up uh, in this edition of the podcast but we're going to start by looking back at the football on Saturday the 14th of December another weather hit schedule Tom so that gives Mm. us an opportunity to take quite a comprehensive look (laughs) through the fixture list yeah back to the old days where we go for every match unfortunately only only 10 taking place on on Saturday I think it was six in the premier and, and four in the first but as you say yeah we get to Get to look at all of them, which is yeah, which is a positive, I guess, for those fans that, that had games on on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely, and the fixture list's loss was the attendance's gain, wasn't it? And we start with a big attendance. In fact, it was the it was it was very nearly the biggest attendance of the um, of the weekend. It was Bridport taking on Exmouth Town, and this game going with the form guide, Tom. Yeah, absolutely, Exmouth um, continuing to, to to climb up the table. I think you're up to fourth now, following this win. Uh, pretty pretty easy afternoon for them, I think, away at Bridport. Um, uh, nine points off top spot uh, with a couple of games in hand, in fact. So uh, Exmouth going great guns at the moment. Uh, it was a pair of goals from Jordan Harris and then also a, a Mark Lever goal. Uh, led them to a, a 3-1 victory away at Bridport. 
Now, another three-figure attendance, and um, the home side, Clevedon Town, took on uh, Roman Glass St George, and this was a tight affair. It was, and uh, yeah, decided at the at the death. A pretty dramatic game, uh, started in the, the very opening uh, minute with Troy Simpson giving Roman Glass uh, the earliest of leads, uh, but Clevedon, uh, the home side, managed to, were, were afforded the chance to tip back pretty much, pretty much instantly, a fourth-minute penalty for them. Uh, but Sid Camper, one of their uh, reliable performers, usually, uh, he fired his uh, his penalty over the over the crossbar, so it uh, remained one nil to, to Roman Glass. Uh, but then midway through the second half, uh, Clevedon did uh, eventually get back on level terms, and it was Lucas Vowles, uh, their top scorer this season. Uh, he's amongst the amongst the leaders in the, in the Premier Division, yeah, and he managed to to find the back of the net to to level things up. Uh, and then yeah, into stoppage time, and and Clevedon uh, another penalty for them. Jay Murray. Uh, fouled in the box and this time it was Zach Drew who took over penalty duties and he was successful from the spot uh, giving Clevedon a, a dramatic come from behind 2-1 victory. Hallen are a side of course we've been talking a lot about in recent weeks over the um, uh, on the podcast not least because of their excellent uh, form. On this occasion uh, their, their good form had something of a mallet taken to it. <laughs> yeah indeed Hallen have been yeah going great guns of recent times uh, but they did yeah they suffered a 3-1 defeat uh, home to Shepton Mallet on, on Saturday afternoon. They did go ahead. Uh, Martin Stoll finding the back of the net, uh, but Matt Mallet managed to, to get back on level terms uh, just before the interval uh, with Comrade Peck heading home uh, and Andy Martin corner. Uh, and then it was Mallet who pushed on after the break. Um, Daryl Charman scoring from close range to put them 2-1 up. Uh, and then in the, yeah, in the closing stages on the, on the counter-attack, uh, it was Aaron Sevia who, who tapped home to make it 3-1. So, uh, yeah, giving Mallet their third win on the bounce, uh, a form team themselves. Now, Street have got to be one of the hardest teams to beat in the Western League. Uh, they came up against Bitten, who, um, whose form this season probably is not what many Western League watchers would have expected. So it's hardly surprising that this was a very tight affair, Tom. Oh, incredibly so. I mean, yeah, just one goal between them. Uh, and it came literally in, in the final minutes uh, in stoppage time. Uh, and it was Harrison Kite scoring the only goal, uh, giving Bitten uh, a slender 1-0 win uh, away at Street. As you say, a really, really tough nut to crack. And they'll be disappointed they weren't able to hold out for, for, a, for a draw. Now, uh, the next game is arguably the game of the day. A seven-goal thriller, very much a game of two halves between mm. the powerhouse that is Tavistock and a side really that they should have blown away, but re- very nearly didn't. It was chipping Sudbury Town. Yeah, this um, yeah this came from nowhere. Obviously, the final result going Tavistock's way, a 4-3 victory uh, for them. Uh, home to chipping Sudbury, but it looked very much like that wouldn't be the case uh, for much of the match. Chipping Sudbury really in a, in a, in a good position. They were three one up uh, with less than ten minutes left. Uh, ten minutes left on the clock, uh, and yeah, looking towards a, a, a really important victory for them. But Tavistock, <laughs> credit to them, managed to, to come back and somehow grab all three points. Jordan Anir halving the deficit for them to make it three uh, two. Josh Grant then firing home the equaliser, uh, and then unfortunately for, for Chipping Sudbury, Tavistock had another uh, another attack, and it fell to Anir again. He, he uh, yeah fired home their fourth and, and claimed a. A 4-3 win for Tavistock at home to Chipping Sudbury. Well, I'm delighted to welcome, for the first time, uh, to the Toolstation Western League podcast, it's Scott Gibson, Director of Football and Joint First Team Manager at Chipping Sudbury Town. Scott, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, to talk to us on the podcast. Um, because this is the first time we've spoken to you, I was wondering, could you tell could you tell us a little bit about your footballing journey to the Chipping Sudbury dugout? 
Yeah, sure. Um, um, my, my journey has been in football for over 30 years, playing for numerous clubs in the Bristol District, uh, the Combination League, uh, um, and I played in the County League a few times. And um, I went into management towards the end of my career. Um, and I um, I was I was quite successful, successful in my first attempt, um, managing South Gloss uh, Reserves. Um, and then I was asked by Chivin Sobri Football Club if I wished to come along to them and manage their reserves, which I did for a few years. And then I was upgraded then to the first team and ran the first team in the county League for a while. Um, and after doing that three years, I've saved them from relegation because we had all sorts of problems. Um, ended up um, being made uh, the head manager, which so say uh, director of football. And since then, I've been managing all five teams at the football club for the past several years. Because it's been a difficult period um, for you. I mean, we're going to talk about, obviously, the football on the pitch, which is really what the podcast is about. But, um, yep. I mean, people who watch the Western League um, closely um, will know that, of course, at the beginning of this season, you were scheduled to be playing in the Hellenic League. Uh, the, uh, ultimately, you, were, you successfully appealed against the decision to laterally move you and are, and are competing, obviously, in, in, the, in the Western League Premier Division this season. But what sort of effect did that have on you and, and the club and the teams that represent the club? Massive, massively. Um, out of the two leagues, the, the, the biggest prize of what players look at, which, which they wish to play under, is the Western League Prem. That's the main one at this neck of the woods. Unfortunately, when there was it all went right up, we were playing in Hellenic, which it was at that point. Um, a lot of players were thinking of leaving. The, the motivation of everybody uh, went down the pan a bit. I, I looked at it in a different view. I thought if we're going to go try and get into the Southern League, because that is what the club's ambition is, um, I thought it would have been an easier route to go in there. And deep down, it is a little bit less travelling. But the Western League is more attractive. Um, so when we were getting into that position, you could see the heads were dropping, and certain people said they were, you know, they would leave if we were going to be in the Hellenic. So I will say, yes, it did damage us a little bit. Well, let's concentrate on how things have been going recently um, uh, in the league. And of course, you had a fantastic, I say fantastic, I'm sure for the impartial observer it was fantastic. You must have been biting your nails. But a, a, a very epic encounter with Tavistock on um, on the weekend. Um, and um, a, a game of two halves, I think it would be fair to say. Yes, it was a, certainly a game of two halves. I mean, um, they did score the goal in about the first four minutes. Um unfortunately straight off a corner and you think here we go again because we're not you know, the position where we are in the league you don't get a lot of luck and when when they say you don't get luck you don't get luck um, and unfortunately it was a bit of a blunder and the, the goal went in went one, they went 1-0 up um, then we managed to respond off that on the ninth minute um, by a lovely goal on the outside of the box uh, made it 1-0 and we actually absolutely dominated the game totally our attacking force was brilliant, and before we knew it, we were 2-1 up at half-time. Could have been 4-1 easily, but uh, then the second half came out. We did end up carrying on from where we left off on the first half, and then we went 3-1 up, and the game should have been done and dusted. Unfortunately, the team at the moment is we're struggling with injuries, and we had two injuries actually on the pitch um, on the last 11 minutes. Um, and unfortunately, the substitute we had at the time has got a chest infection, so we were against the wind. They put the pressure on because um, we hurt the hurt them, you know, going three one up at their place, and uh, they decided to go all at it with uh, two injuries on the pitch, um, and we didn't have the resources to replace that, you know, to to make the substitutions. 
because unfortunately we had two players that were due to come on the minibus um, literally 10 minutes before we left phoned in sick. So, um, you know, going down with uh, one substitute with a chest infection uh, isn't going to help when you get two injuries on the pitch. So, unfortunately, that's where the result comes through. But the one thing I can say out of that, the players were absolutely outstanding. They proved they can uh, play at this level. Um, and we have turned the tide in the last four games. We've actually turned the tide and um, they look very good. The only problem is, is literally lack of substitutions that cost us the game. Now, we are going to talk about um, um, your recent run of form because, as you say, things um, have certainly picked up for you. But um, you had a very difficult November, didn't you? And when I say that, I mean, you, you played Plymouth Parkway away. You had another league game with Tavistock and you also played Hallen. So three of the sides that have been doing very well in the Premier Division this season... You came up against, I mean, in some respects, when we look at your position in the league table, did you look at those fixtures and think, oh, my God, I can't, you know, how are we going to get anything from this? Or did you think, actually, it was a challenge for your players to prove what they could achieve? Yeah, not at all. It was, it was, it was a challenge. I, I have every faith in our players. I mean, we, unfortunately for us, is literally two weeks before the season started, um, the management of our team left um, and we also lost eight players from the last season squad, last minute. So two, that's two weeks before the season started. So Justin and I had to literally pull players in from pillar to post, and we knew it was going to be difficult. And we're using our league games practically as friendlies to try and find out who's who and what's what. And we managed to attract a nice group of players coming in that come in, that's come in now. And um, I have to be honest, in the last four games, they started a click. So when I was looking at these teams, I didn't fear them. It's a good challenge, but... You'd probably say, oh, crumbs, we might not get anything here, but we do up our game. And uh, the, the Plymouth game, for example, we lost it really in the first half, but the second half we won it 2-0. Um, and the, the, we, we literally did dominate that second half. So the players are definitely there, but I would say now, literally in the last four games, it's like Hallam, we should have had a result out of Hallam. Unfortunately, we had a, um, a, one of our centre-backs that was sent off um, near the end, um, so say a professional foul. Um, they had a penalty equalised, and then next minute we hit the post. Uh, would have made it three-two, um, but unfortunately they they managed to go and uh, get one in the last minute of the game, and uh, got a defeat. Um, same with the Tavistock game. So all these games that we have played, um, we've just got better and better and better. And now I would say we are there. So I I would certainly say in the next few weeks under our fixtures over the Christmas period, and especially in the new year, we'll definitely be off that table. If we, if we won Saturday, which we should have won against Tavistock, we would have been um, literally four places back up. So it's literally one win away before we get off that bottom spot. And of course, we shouldn't forget that you did get that win, didn't you? After those difficult matches that we've just talked about, and obviously, I know we, we've, we've already reflected on the disappointment of Saturday, but you did beat Odd Down um, yep. recently, and that was away at their ground. Now, I know that they're one of the teams that's around about you, but how important for the confidence of the players was that win? Massively, massively. We 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 knew um, we knew we weren't going to go and get a result there. We knew we were going to, you know, we were going to be in trouble. Um, but getting that win, I won the faith in. And I don't like rubbing this in, but uh, at the end of the day, two one, us winning two one did flatter all down. The first half we were just absolutely unbelievable. You know, we should have been three four up easily uh, by then. But the confidence that gave us a real big confidence boost with the lads, and it just showed them. You can compete, guys, at this level. And they certainly did. And 
as I said, a lot most teams that we speak to, especially Tavistock, came up to us and they even said, how did they win that? They couldn't believe it. And a lot of teams, like Helen as well, said, what are you doing on the bottom of the table? You know, you, the, the way you're playing and everything else, I just can't believe you're on, you're on the bottom of the table. And we're on the bottom of the table for one reason. Obviously, we haven't been good enough up to the start, up to the start of the season. When you're on the bottom, you don't get a lot of luck. You do not get a lot of luck at all. And unfortunately, you know, you've got to try and put that behind you, be positive and go forward. And that, that is what's going to happen to us. In recent interviews, one of the themes that have come out of talking to the, um, some of the managers in the league is they talk about leagues within leagues. I suppose it's a, it's a theory that you know, we, we, we take from professional football as well as in the grassroots game. And there is a cluster of clubs, isn't there, at the bottom of the, of the Premier Division? Um, obviously yourselves, Odd Down, Wellington and Bridport. Um, do, do you think it's going to be one of those four that you're going to be fighting it out with come the end of the season for um, to, 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 to get off the bottom of the table? Definitely not. Um, I, 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 I will say, um, and I know well, they'll probably say, here we go, another typical manager thinking, you know, being 100%, and I am 100%, but uh, the, the, the way we're playing now, as I said, we've clicked. We've, we've gone past all these uh, trying different players out, uh, trying different systems, etc. we found the correct system now. Um, and everybody's firing on there. And I do feel sorry for the lads because, like I said, the, the, the one against Tavistock, everybody was so deflated. They just couldn't believe that we were 3-1 up, absolutely, gonna, absolutely battering them and then um, getting nothing out of it at the end of the day. So um, I would definitely say by January we'll be out of that bottom four um, and we'll start going up through the table because all the teams I've seen so far haven't really impressed me. They haven't. We've given them a game on. And... Um, we're just getting better and better. So I would certainly say watch this space. We had the same problem last season. We started off really bad, unfortunately, sorry, poor, because the manager at the time, again, he stepped down. Um, and we had to, I had to take over again uh, for a short period. And we appointed Joe White and Steve White into the, um, as the, in the management. Um, and we managed to finish 10th in the end. But I would certainly say uh, Chippen Strawberry Town Football Club has certainly bounced back at that league table with no doubt where they should be. Now, you've not got a game now until December the 28th. How, how do you feel about that? Do you view, view that as a positive or a negative? Um, I think it's a negative because at the moment I feel that we, we are on fire. Um, we do have a game tonight, or obviously Tuesday night, which is in the GFA Cup against Titherington. So we got a, we do have a derby tonight, which um, I'm looking forward to. But that is really take the pressure off the lads and make them a bit more relaxed. Obviously, we still want to win, but... You know, I want to take the pressure off them and get them to enjoy their, you know, their their game. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, just when you get the lads to that peak, that level, um, yes, I'm quite uh, disappointed, you know, for that gap. But the other thing is, we do have injuries at the moment, and we have got quite a few, which doesn't help our situation. So, in another way, it'd be good to let those players have a little bit of a rest and get over their injuries and make sure we uh, start 100 percent in the next uh, next game. Well, the next game is going to be in the league, at least Roman Glass, and uh, yeah. and uh, th- now I know that they beat you comprehensively at their place, so um, you owe them one, don't you? We certainly do, and um, and the other thing is uh, that's where most of our players went at the beginning of the season um, <laughs> to Roman Glass. So they certainly uh, scored a settle with them, but I mean, I, I I'm not bitter. All I want is just the three points. We don't play that well on um, on artificial pitches. Um, it's quite difficult, you know, you have to get used to that. At the end of the day, yeah, get, just getting three points against them. And I would say it's possible because they've slipped up a few times. And that's what I love about the Western League, because anybody could beat anybody. 
you can have the top of the league and suddenly come a, come across someone like ourselves or Bridport, whichever, and uh, you suddenly get a shot result. Scott, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to the podcast. Um, I look forward to catching up with you later in the season. It'll be fascinating to see whether your renaissance can continue and um, whether you can move the side um, off the bottom of the table. Fortunately, I think relegation in the Premier Division isn't going to be quite as clear-cut as it has been in previous seasons. So there really is everything to play for and, more importantly, every point to play for. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Now, our final game in the Premier Division on Saturday the 14th of December was the game that I was at, albeit mm-hmm. only for 45 minutes. It was Westbury United against Cribs, and I missed that goal, so, that, that goal Tom, so can you tell me all about it? <laughs> I can do my best. So, yeah, uh, it was Cribs who, who managed to, to snatch the 1-0 victory uh, away at Westbury. Both sides uh, really quite similar records sitting in mid-table, uh, so it wasn't a surprise that it was a tight game, and it was, uh, yeah... Uh, one goal, it was Harry Horton. I think he's recently recently joined Cribs, so uh, it looks like a, a decent signing. And it was a long-range effort. I think 35 yards is what I'm what I'm reading. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty impressive uh, goal from Harry. And uh, yeah, give Cribs a, a one-nil win away at West. Now, I mean, despite the obviously the fact there was only one goal in that game, and I I missed it. Um, I went along with my daughter Betty, and and, she, and whilst I was trying to sort of wrangle her so she didn't either run on the pitch or just cause general damage around the clubhouse I did manage to catch a fair bit of the game and I must say that I was impressed with uh, with uh, with Westbury I know they've not been on the greatest run of results recently and it's looking like it's going to be a difficult Christmas um, for them but actually they played some really nice stuff really eye-catching stuff and certainly for the for the for the football that I was able to watch um, I thoroughly enjoyed it even though there wasn't any goals on display and I also have to say credit where it's due to Cribs because they were very well organized which is something of course we've we've come to expect of them over the years and um, and they said they certainly play their part in keeping uh, in keeping Westbury out so um, two evenly matched sides there and as I say a good advert for Western League football I, I did thoroughly enjoy myself as I always do when I when I go and see the White Horsemen. If you're thinking Tool Station I know they'll save me money but do they have all the top brands you know DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want to help enhance a save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, we'll take a look at the results in the first division. Only four to talk about. Plenty of goals on offer at Lebec United. The visitors with a green army. Yeah, um... Green Army coming unstuck uh, in this one. Lebec uh, absolutely storming out the blocks in the first half and, uh, yeah, eventually winning 4-1. But this game was pretty much over by half-time uh, and it was goal-scoring doubles from both uh, Sharbacurd and then Cameron Brown as well. So uh, another good result for, for Lebec beating Welton 4-1. Now, the next game was the one that I was keeping my, the closest eye on uh, on Twitter as of course was um, Father Christmas, as we've uh, we heard earlier in the podcast, uh, because it was Devizes Town. They they travelled down to Dorset. They travelled to Sherborne Town, and for a long time, Tom, this game looked pretty close. It did, and uh, yeah, Devizes obviously towards the uh, the wrong end of the table, unlike unlike their hosts, and it was they who went ahead. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob Mitchell heading them into a seventh minute lead, uh, following a one-two on the edge of the box with Jordan Nanning. Uh, but the Zebras did manage to, to come back into it uh, and it was four different goal scorers for them, uh, eventually giving them a 4-1 win. But as you say, uh, very much um, yeah in the balance for, for much of the game. Alex Murphy continuing his excellent run. He managed to get on the score sheet and there was also goals from 
uh, Dan Newens, uh, Josh Williams, and then late on Joe Smith added added the fourth. And uh, yeah, as I say, a 4-1 win for, for Sherborne and uh, yeah, a return for winning ways for them, which was uh, much needed. Excellent stuff. Now, I very nearly went to this game, um, mm. but I didn't need to worry too much about adding to the attendance because it was the biggest of the day. 133 saw Warminster Town take on Portishead. And I think I'm right in saying that the, the Wiltshire side very nearly had a bit of a shock on their hands in this one. <laughs> yeah, I hope those that did go stayed to the final whistle because uh, another game and and with uh, with plenty of late drama. Uh, Porter's head uh, leading for, for the majority of this game. Calamese with uh, a deflected effort uh, looping over the, the Warminster keeper uh, to put the put the away side in, into the lead in the 36th minute. Uh, and they held on to that until the 89th minute uh, when Warminster uh, awarded a penalty and Ian Jeffrey managed to, to slam the ball home and looked like he'd rescued a point. Uh, the home side managed to push on and, uh, yeah, managed to fall force home another goal uh, incredibly in stoppage time and it was an own goal unfortunately uh, I think it was George Parsons uh, putting the ball into into his own net and uh, yeah giving Warminster a, a well a, a 2-1 victory but uh, very unlikely uh, as it seemed for much of the game and our final game on Saturday the 14th of December in the first division was Wells City against Almondsbury Wells had lost some ground to some of the front runners in the first division but they still remain a very difficult side to beat unbeaten in their last six and uh, it was another three points for the for the Somerset side on Saturday yeah tight affair uh, but they did manage to, to gain the three points a 1-0 win uh, home to Almondsbury uh, taking advantage of a couple of sides uh, around them not playing so they've moved up a, a little bit in the table as well and it was Ross Padfield uh, scoring the only goal of this game uh, a close range effort midway through the second half uh, leading them to victory over Almondsbury Well I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Westernly podcast Brett Andrews the, the manager of Bishops Lydiard um, Brett thank you very much for taking uh, the time to speak to us no game this weekend, um, so we've got a chance to talk about your game with Wing Canton, and that was a match where your side were very much at the races. Very much so, yes, um, and about time. Um, we've been sort of uh, promising to uh, to sort of put in a performance like that for several weeks now, so yeah, very pleased. So your game this weekend against Radstock, that one was postponed. I mean, how frustrating was that for you? Because, of course, you've been on a good run of results, three games unbeaten. So, I mean, that would have proved a real test for your side, wouldn't it? Yeah, we were very much looking forward to uh, going to Radstock and extending, hopefully, um, to four games unbeaten, uh, which would have, um, you know, hopefully pushed us further up the league. And really, some of the performances we put in of late would uh, warrant us to be uh, at least a few places higher than we are now. Yeah, because you're thirteenth at the moment, aren't you? But I mean, the, the league is quite congested, particularly in the in the mid table. So, how do you feel that that thirteenth position at the moment reflects the way that your team has started this season? Well, it's a true reflection because um, we have lost some uh, disappointing games where we've been on top and just not taken our chances and capitalised and being punished. Um, so, the table never lies. But yeah, slightly disappointed because based on performance, I feel we could be um, higher. Certainly, will be aiming to go higher. Well, that sort of leads me on to the next question, really, about what your aspirations were for, for this season. Because at the moment, you find yourself eight points off the top four, and of course, it's going to be the top four in the first division that earn themselves um, promotion um, this season because of the FA's reorganisation. So, w- was a top four finish something that you and the club had considered going into this season? Well, we always consider trying to be in the top sort of six I think it's the top six to get you FA Cup qualification which we've never done as a club yet so 
uh, top six, top five is always a target. Um, and with the quality of some of the players I've got there, there's no reason why that can't be achieved. So which teams do you think, perhaps some of the sides that you've come up against yourselves this season, um, which sides do you think will be challenging at the top of the table? Uh, it's hard to say at the moment because I don't because we haven't played Longwell Green who are up um, around the top of the table. Qu- quite difficult at this moment in time. But I think it's um, quite an open league this year, um, and any side that puts together a good run of uh, victories, and I think we'll see themselves up challenging. Now, I mean, I know you had earlier this season you had a difficult result against Warminster. <laughs> Warminster were one of the fancied sides earlier but their form has been very sort of in and out which I think probably a lot of first division sides have, have found as well so I mean just, does that just indicate that perhaps any side from any part of the table can, can, can go on a run and challenge um, at the top of the table this season? You see that most seasons to be honest with you um, anybody that puts together a decent run uh, will tend to challenge um, we've been hampered quite seriously with injuries at the start of this season so um, that explains some of our inconsistency, um, and I'm, I would imagine others have probably suffered the same. Uh, now then, we, we'll take a look at the fixture that's coming up this weekend, and it's um, it's the Battle of the Bishops. Now, as you know from our previous conversations, this is something that I, I get very excited about. But am I the only one? Is, is this actually a uh, is this a game that that it, it, you know um, that you and the fans look out for every season? No, not at all. Just you, Ian. I think. <laughs> Oh well, never mind. You've got Cheddar, I see, on Boxing Day. Would that be? Uh, would they be your natural um, um, rivals, or is there another side that perhaps um, um, Lydia sort of um, um, rival locally in Somerset? Um, well, I guess Cheddar's probably the closest now, um, with Wellington being in the uh, division above um, and Street being in the division above. So, yeah, Cheddar's probably our most local, um, and a, a game we'll be looking forward to on Boxing Day. It's going to be an interesting festive period for you, isn't it? Um, obviously, we've got that game against Cheddar. Then you've got Welton Rovers coming up, and then after that, Longwell Green. So plenty of competitive action and plenty of strong opposition for you over the festive period. Yep, uh, looking forward to all of them. Do you think that the, the festive period is going to be crucial to your season? I mean, Do you see that perhaps sides will start, as those games start coming thick and fast, do you think it's important to pick up as many points as possible? Or do you think that perhaps this, this, this sort of the inconsistency we've been seeing and the, and the congested nature of the table is something that's going to continue for, for the next few months? I, I think any side that uh, starts to put together a series of wins will move up the table. And generally speaking, if you can do that over the Christmas and the early part of January, you set yourself up for a, a decent sort of uh, running towards the end of the season. Uh, and hopefully that's where we'll be and um, challenging higher up the table towards, you know, sort of February, March time. Excellent. Brett, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to the podcast. It will be fascinating to, to catch up with you later in the season to see to see how you're getting on and to see whether that, uh, that, that run of form, that good run of form you're on at the moment has been able to continue. Excellent stuff. Now, of course, we have a look at the up-and-coming fixtures. We won't dwell too much uh, on the midweek games, although there is... Um, uh, there are a few games uh, on uh, Tuesday and, and Wednesday to keep keep an eye on. Uh, but, well, hopefully the weather will be kind um, to us, but uh, equally we hope the weather will be kind to us on Saturday the 21st of December. We'll start in the Premier Division as we always do. Tom, which game has caught your eye? I think this is. I think we can define this as a big one. We've got Exmouth Town uh, hosting Plymouth Parkway, fourth versus second. Uh, yeah, and the first of uh, a number of, of Devon derbies uh, around the, the sort of 
Christmas period, uh, and we've got the best defence in the league uh, in Exmouth. Have uh, conceded only eight league goals, uh, taking on the best attack uh, of Plymouth Parkway, who've got 57. Uh, they've scored. So uh, yeah, something's got to give. Um, and yeah, absolutely fascinating uh, to see how this one turns out. That is the very definition of the irresistible force mm. meeting the immovable object. Absolutely. Yeah, can't wait. Um, <laughs> and uh, the game I'm going to go for is Shepton Mallet. Of course, we heard about their win earlier in the podcast. They take on High Flying Clevedon Town, who've been in who've been in great form as well. So I think that that will be a thoroughly entertaining and competitive affair there um, down in Shepton in Somerset. Now, uh, moving on to the first division, Tom. Uh, which game uh, have you called out here? Uh, yeah, I've gone for for Wales City against uh, Longwell Green. We obviously mentioned Wales. I think they've got a six match. Uh, unbeaten run going in the league now uh, and they take on a long well green side obviously sit top and uh, have won uh, eight league games on the bounce before their, their draw last Saturday against Sherbourne so two teams pretty good form top five and uh, yeah be, be should be a good affair and Wales pretty good home side I think so uh, yeah tough tough afternoon maybe for, for our for our league leaders in the first division now the game that I will be going to uh, is Devizes Town, my hometown club, of course. They take on Radstock Town. That's a two o'clock kickoff. Um, so some wonderful to see some some old friends from Radstock uh, and, of course, some new friends from Devizes. And I'll, I think I'll have both girls with me for that one. So um, I'll have my hands full. I'll probably be watching even less of the football than I normally do, but it'll be great to catch up with some great friends from the Western League there. But I'm not going to pick that as my pick of the day because that would be entirely self-indulgent. I am going to go for... Well, I don't even know whether it's a thing, but it really interests me. It is the Bishops of Lydiard taking on the Bishops of Sutton. Bishops Lydiard, of course, against Bishop Sutton on uh, on Saturday in the First Division. So there we go. Right then, that's enough. That's enough babble from me. Um, Tom, um, we're going to take a look at the league tables um, going into the Christmas period. Interesting to see how these change over the coming weeks with plenty of football. Hopefully, yeah. if it meets the weather. Um, how are things looking at the top of the Premier Division? So it is, yes, yeah, tightening up. Uh, we've got Bradford uh, leading the way. 15 league games uh, they've played so far. They've won 13 of those and they've got 40 points. Uh, so they're the first team to the 40-point mark this season. Uh, we've then got Plymouth Parkway, who's at second. They've got a game in hand on Bradford and they're on 37 uh, with a much superior goal difference. So uh, with their game in hand, they would go top. Uh, Clevedon, a couple of wins recently. They've played 18 matches, so quite a few more than... Uh, most of their rivals uh, and they've got 35 points uh, and then you've got Exmouth who we've mentioned a little bit 13 games played uh, so five less than Cleveland they're on 31 points uh, Bridgewater 16 games played they're on, also on 31 points and Hallen who've played 17 they're on 30 points so that's how the, the top six look at the moment in the Premier Division and the bottom, well, we talked about leagues within leagues and it does look like we can see a little clutch of four sides who are going to be battling it out at the bottom of the table. Um, Bridport, well, Chipping Sodbury at the moment, they're on... Um they're in 21st place. Uh, they've played 19. They've got 10 points. That's exactly the same number of points as Odd Down, who sit above them. But Odd Down do have three games in hand. Wellington have also played at 19 games, and they're on 11 points. So that just gives you an indication of how close it is between the bottom three in the division. Bridport sitting just above them in 18th. Um, they've got um, 13 uh, points from their 20 games. Now, four points above them is Roman Glass St George, but Roman Glass have only played 15. 
um, uh, games. And um, uh, and unless I'm proved to be wrong, I think that probably Roman Glass will be looking up rather than down. So it might be that the uh, the ones to watch at the moment in the Premier Division, fighting it out at the bottom, are Bridport, Wellington, or Down and Chipping Sodbury. Uh, moving on to the first division, of course, this season, Tom, top four have earned themselves a promotion place. Um, who currently sits in those uh, in those positions? Yeah, indeed. So the top four at the moment, uh, we've got Longwell Green leading the way, uh, 16 league games they've played, and they're on 35 points. Uh, Carlton also played 16. Uh, they're three points further back on 32. Uh, and then Sherborne also 16 games played, and they're on 31. So a further, further point back. So there's four points covering the top three. Uh, we've then got Radstock sitting in the fourth position at the moment, and they've played two less than the top three. So they've played 14, and they're on 28 points, so they're still in a good position. Then you've got the likes of Wales, Wincanton, and Ashland Backwell just, just behind that, uh, chasing chasing the top four. Yeah, it's all bunched, isn't it? I mean, all really down into mid-table, to be honest with you. In recent seasons, of course, we've seen clubs coming from quite a way back, haven't we, when they've been able to put in a good run of form. So, um, really, that division is still very open. Uh, but at the bottom, the bottom two are looking like they're cut adrift. Um, Bristol Telephone still sitting at the bottom in 20th place. They've got five points from their 17 games. I, of course, watched them the other day. I was pretty impressed with them. And we've had some, some quite positive things said about them from some of the managers in the uh, on the podcast this season. So perhaps they've, uh, you know, they're still in with a shout, but they are going to have to start getting some points on the board pretty quickly. And sitting just above them is Bishop Sutton. They've uh, played 14 matches and they've got eight points. Five points ahead of them are Hengrove who sit on 13 points from their 15 games, the same number of points as Devizes Town in 17th, who've played a game less, and Almondsbury just above them. Five points further on, Almondsbury and Portishead, they're both on 18 uh, 18 points. So, um, yes, leagues within leagues, as we say. Right then, Tom, thank you very much um, for taking the time uh, and the trouble to speak to us this week on the podcast. Pleasure. We have been, of course, reviewing your excellent bulletin. Uh, And where can the listeners find that? That is on the Toolstation Western League website. There's a tab along the top uh, which takes you to the the most recent recent one, which comes out generally on on, uh, Sunday lunchtimes. Uh, You can download that as a PDF and a a Word Word format. So, yeah, that's uh, every week uh, recapping and and looking ahead to the the games that, that happen in the Western League. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much indeed for your time. And um, I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast.